So we come to God's word and we're thankful that we have such amazing passages to draw on from the Old Testament that point to a time where God brings peace, joy and deliverance to his people. And Emily is going to bring us our first reading from the Old Testament, from the words of the prophet Isaiah. first reading today is taken from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 to 11. Comfort for God's people. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord, Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out, and I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Today's second reading comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. John the Baptist prepares the way. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptised by him in the river Jordan. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Open, we pray, Lord our hearts to your word, 
as you open your word to our hearts. Amen. So if I were to try to sum up the message of these readings and what I want to say this morning, and what I hope we will hear, it's this, that God has opened a way through the wilderness. And he continues to open the way through the wilderness in our lives, our situation, and indeed in our deaths and beyond. The God who comes to us in Jesus is a God who opens a way through the wilderness. Through the wilderness. And so many people would describe this last year or so as being a wilderness experience. But God is a God who takes us through things that we have been experiencing and that we have seen others, our loved ones, our friends, people in nations across the world going through. What does wilderness mean for some people? What has it mean, meant recently? If wilderness means isolation, then we've experienced something of that from our friends, from family, just from people, even meeting people in church. If, mil if wilderness means loss, we've experienced loss of freedom, loss of livelihood, loss of income, loss of businesses on the high street, loss of education, loss of opportunity. If wilderness means hunger or thirst, we have experienced hunger and thirst for meaning, for connection, for laughter, for worship. If wilderness means threat and fear from what might happen, if it means boredom in what's not happening, if it means longing for all this to end, if it means loneliness when no one's in touch and when nobody cares, we've been there too and millions like us. But God opens a way through the wilderness. If I can speak on behalf of myself and Sean on a personal level, there have been times for us, more particularly for our son, Matthew and Chloe, parents of little Huxley, where there has been real wilderness experience in these past months. It was Sean who took the phone call from Matthew where he could hardly speak. He couldn't really speak at all <laughs> for a long time through the tears. A bit like his dad, really. <laughs> um, but he, he was needing to communicate the fact that um, his 20-month-old son, uh, Huxley, was suffering from an extremely rare 
eye condition called retinoblastoma, which is a cancer of the eyes. And he's, as many of you will know, has had chemotherapy uh, treatment for some weeks now. And sadly, uh, two weeks ago, he had to have one of his eyes removed with the cancer that was so severe in that eye. With his one good eye, we're waiting to see if that continuing treatment can prevent the sight in the other eye being lost. They are living in Walthamstow in London, and uh, they're very near a park. And last week, Matthew sent us a video of Huxley uh, pushing the uh, little buggy with baby inside. And I'm going to show this. I've asked Matthew and Chloe, who are happy for me to show this video, because I just feel it speaks so powerfully of who Huxley is and how he is finding a way through all these difficulties that he's facing. I hope we can play it now. Come up up. Can you come up again? child learning to go up and down stairs. Matthew spent quite a long time teaching him how to do that, talk, talking with him, helping him, being behind him until eventually he could do it himself. And uh, it just never ceases to move me, uh, the way his determination, resilience, and just perseverance with things. These are character traits that will be with him for this whole life, I believe. And I wonder whether he'd really have developed them so strongly if he hadn't have gone through the hellish things he has had to go through. Learning to go up and down steps, but so much more. He's learning to become an overcomer. And that's what God wants to teach us all. Learning to become overcomers in this fight. 
St. Paul writes in Romans that he has made us, God has made us more than conquerors through him who loved us. There's that word again, through Jesus. It helps me to believe that video, that, what, that seeing in Huxley and his parents, helps me to believe that there is a way through whatever wilderness we face, that God is opening up a way that we cannot comprehend but we can most certainly hope in. And I want to take an incredible, this opportunity to say to everybody at home and those who are watching and those who are here in church, a most heartfelt thank you to all of you for praying and your support and love that has been shown to us and to, to Huxley and Chloe and to Matthew over these months. It means so much to be part of such a prayerful community, and it gives us great comfort. Thank you. The prophet Isaiah speaks and proclaims a message to people who are walking in darkness, people in the wilderness, people in exile, who are cut off from what was normal. And this was the message. Comfort, comfort my people, says our God. Lift up, encourage, bring them hope, for God is opening up a way through for you. The voice of one says, the, uh, says, uh, says in Isaiah, calling, in the desert, prepare a way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness, O highway for our God. These words give us a vital insight into the nature of God who really, that really helps me to find meaning in the mystery and in the frustration of unanswered questions and unanswered prayer. And there has been much of that. God's path, have you noticed, is most often through. It is rarely out of or around, avoiding or running away from, but rather facing up and pushing through. So many of you know this in your hearts and from experience. And it's eternal truth. The people down the generations have faced time and time again. If you were part of yesterday's One Church, One Day of Prayer, we looked at the 23rd Psalm, which speaks of that great shepherd who leads us through, through into green pastures by still waters, who restores the soul. And yet in that same psalm, he speaks of, the psalmist speaks of the one who promises that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, they strengthen me, they encourage me. Why? The answer that he gives, you know. For thou art with me. Thy rod 
and thy staff, they comfort thee. That is why he has no fear walking through the wilderness. Thou art with me. The very words used to describe Jesus, Emmanuel. Indeed, in this passage from Isaiah 40, the prophets, in his imagination, his sanctified imagination, speaks of the shepherd who is with us on the way. He writes, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. He gently leads those who have young. That speaks powerfully to us too. So many families with children seeking help, finding a way through. Jesus is the shepherd who helps to gently lead those who have young. So even in the darkness of the shadow of death, God opens up a way through. And that is the way that is traveled by Jesus, a way that he travels with us, a way through the wilderness, even the desert of death. For what was written in the pages of the Old Testament was fulfilled and embodied in the person of Jesus. The beginning of Mark's gospel points to Jesus as the one of whom the prophets spoke, the Lord for whom a way is to be prepared prepared in our hearts. And the challenge of the Advent cry is to open up within ourselves and to be open to receive that life, to receive that message, to receive that hope. For he, Jesus proclaims, proclaims John the Baptist, he, Jesus, will baptize you, he says, with Holy Spirit, with the very life of God, the pouring in of the love of God, the patience of God, the perseverance of God, the comfort, and yes, even the joy of God. The joy that can be God's gift in the moments of sadness, of grief, of bereavement, when you find yourself experiencing something far deeper than you ever imagined. You think, I shouldn't be feeling like this. <laughs> but somehow God in the deep places, as roaring waterfalls speak to that roar within you, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfall. Somehow, life becomes far richer and fuller. And I wonder whether you can just remember how in this wilderness time, there have been experiences that may have been more profound than maybe you've ever experienced before. I think it's true for Sean and me. In the pain of love, we've discovered things that maybe would have remained quite superficial. I don't think people are being quite as superficial as they were, are they? You know, Henri Nguyen calls superficiality the curse of our time. And we're going deeper. And there we're finding the things that matter, the things that really mean what life is about. The blessings of the darkness, the place where love can grow, and the pain of love 
can be seen as potentially fruitful. So let me conclude with this thought that the New Testament makes the astonishing claim that Jesus not only opens up a way through the wilderness in this life, in the lives that we are seeking to learn how to live now, but also opens a way through the greatest of all challenges we all, every one of us, will face and do face. And that is the challenge of death itself. Is not the message and meaning of Christmas summed up by St. John in his third chapter, verses 16 and 17? For God so loved the world, so much, that he gave, he sent his only begotten Son so that whoever believes in him might not perish, might not die in the, into, and go into an oblivion of eternity without God, but might have eternal life, life in its fullness with God in that eternity of peace, joy, and love. For, says St. John, God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world, and here's the word, through him might be saved. Through him might be saved. For Jesus announces himself to be nothing less than the way, the truth, and the life. It is through him, he is the way. Through him, through faith, through believing, through simply holding out our hand and finding it held by him in complete trust, we follow. Through that person, a way is opened through the wilderness. And that is why we sing, bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, who leads me into life. Amen. Lord Jesus, we worship you this morning as the one who does lead us and feed us, not only in this life, but in that to come. And we thank you now, Lord, for your promise that you will not only be with us here, but you will come again in glory, that you will come again to us, to where we are, and take us to be with you to take us to yourself one day when you come again. So we thank you that we can worship you as the God who is both the Lamb who has taken away our sin and opened up a way to heaven, but also the Lion of Judah who comes 
in great glory and power, with authority and might, to restore all things to yourself in this world. Let's stand as we worship God through this song. He's coming on the clouds.